a nice, relaxing victory for the Phoenix Suns. Third game in a row now that they've won as they took on the Los Angeles Lakers, defeating them by a final score of 130-104. to A 26-point victory. Now, granted, there was no Devin Booker. There was no Anthony Street Clothes Davis. There was no LeBron James. But a win is a win, and you got to take them when you can get them. I believe this is nine consecutive games that the Phoenix Suns have won, including the postseason against the Los Angeles Lakers. Matthew, the last time they beat or were beaten by the Lakers was the LeBron back down to Jay Crowder. Yeah, yeah, that's the LeBron look. That's being a Capricorn. It all comes. It all back. It all comes back to Australia. Astrology. It, <laughs> it really does, dude. All right. Well, he's gonna sit out. Everyone's gonna sit out. So this whole game is. It's not very exciting, but it's nice just to beat the Lakers. It's nice just to get a win. Fuck the Lakers. Who cares? Let's get it. Uh, Amen. Aiden's back from injury. Warm him up. CP3, great game by him. Just an easy win. And it was like a 20-point lead the whole time. That's what I love. Like, they never let the Lakers come back close to 10 again. So, I'm I'm excited, dude. I'm, I'm nice and relaxed. I'm, yeah. I'm relaxed for this pod. Unlike the last few, just been riled up. Yeah, well, it, it seems like when we play Los Angeles teams that we get, we're allowed to be relaxed because when we played the Clippers, it was the same thing. They didn't start anybody, and we demolished the team from L.A., and I'm okay with that. I'm sure a lot of Suns fans are. You know, when you see the Los Angeles Lakers on the schedule, I don't care if they're playing the G League team. As a fan, I would prefer they played AD and LeBron just for bragging rights, but who cares about bragging yeah. rights? It's middle of December. When the playoffs come around and a play-in game and all that stuff, and no one's going to go, well, back on December 18th or 19th, <laughs> back on December 19th, you know, like this is just a game that's on the schedule. It's, it's what you would call a scheduled loss for the Lakers, and good. I'm, I'm glad that we could abide. I'm glad that the dudes abided. Yeah, right now in the NBA, any win is good, especially in the Western Conference. Just get the wins while you can, man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you uh, do you watch the game on Bally Sports? Yes, I did. So, do you get all those commercials? I do. Yeah, I can't stand the commercials this year. I've kind of I've kind of hit my breaking point. Now, granted, this game was on NBA TV, and I could have watched that broadcast, but then you miss out on the gold that is Eddie Johnson. But the emotional roller coasters of these commercials, man, like they've got these commercials from Banner Health this year, where they have like it's very quiet and. It's somebody delivering the news to somebody else that they have cancer, and it's just quiet and, and like a woman crying, mm-hmm. and then the like two seconds later, it's like I don't know about you, but I feel good. Be you, <laughs> you yeah. be you, dude. It's just like I can't take ah. it anymore. I know it's muted the depressing. commercials. It is, you know, death is a part of life, and um, I'm I'm on the side of uh, you know, if you're facing a situation like cancer or you're going to a casino you're still living life dude I can't, geez, I can't. <laughs> that's one way to i don't know how it. else to put it i don't know either it just i don't know what to say after it bugs the living shit out of me i'm just like come on guys like i these are two very contrasting ad campaigns can you play like one of them during like the coyotes hockey just so i don't have to see it because i won't watch it <laughs> yeah i just play all those during the coyotes hockey honestly commercials i don't really pay attention anymore because it's always the same one yeah but i'm I always like i'm like hear it yeah well like in between timeouts like i'm on my mm-hmm. phone i'm writing notes for this i'm on the the subreddit for the opposing team what have you but i hear them over and over again and i'm like i look up i'm like oh it's the one where she's crying like, oh, yeah. it's the one where he feels good. I'm like, what, what, what's going on? Here? <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. Sorry about the tangent, Jamsters, but welcome. Welcome to the Suns Jam Session podcast brought to you by the, the Basketball Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're consuming this content. If you happen to be watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. If you have to happen to be listening, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave five stars, and then leave a review. We'll read it right here on the podcast. You can follow me at Darth Voida on Twitter. You can follow Matthew. At Matthew Lissy. And of course, you can follow the show at Suns Jam. All right, Matthew, you, you have to have like at least five beers left, right? Or do no, you count I, I drank the whole. No, yeah, they're all gone. I, you know what? And I got a migraine today, too. See, that's why I can't Rookie. go hard anymore, man. I'm laying in my bed drinking, watching the Aussies podcast, you know, having a good time, laughing. To that myself, was two nights ago. Laughing. Yeah, exactly. And I'm still feeling the effects. Migraine today couldn't really even work. So I'm taking it easy, man. Well, I'm going to have me some Glenfiddich single malt scotch whiskey tonight because it's a Monday night. And you're uh, off. 
and I'm on vacation, so let, let let's pour a little scotch. <laughs> oh yeah, that's gonna be delicious. Look at that! Look at that, Suns fans, and let's talk about this victory over the Los Angeles Lakers, baby. Thirty to one hundred four, the Phoenix Suns dominate the Los Angeles Lakers as well. They should, because a lot of people were out. Which brings me to my first question, Matthew. I got to ask, Matthew. I got to ask. No AD, no LeBron, no Devin Booker. Did this one matter? Yes, yes, it does. I think it matters, you know, Booker came back last game to say, fuck you, Pelicans, all right? You're not going to win again against us. You're not going to sweep us this season. Tonight, Aiden comes back. Revenge against Patrick Beverly. Nothing really happening between those two, but Aiden does come back, and he has a little bit of a tiff with Patrick Beverly. We always do with Patrick Beverly. Chris Paul does too. So it is always nice to beat the Lakers and then beat Patrick Beverly, no matter who's on the court. I don't care. You know, usually most games, I'm like, oh, this sucks. I don't want to watch this. But any kind of beatdown you can put on L.A. is always fun to watch, man, right? A hundred percent. And, you know, like, for those of you who don't know, I lived in Los Angeles from the age of 3 to 12. So from 1985 to 1994. Grew up. That's why I'm a Dodgers fan, okay? I know. Settle down in the chat. I'm a Dodgers fan. Never. <laughs> but I always was a Suns fan. Because guess what? There was no team from back in Phoenix that you could like back then. They didn't get a team until 1998. So I grew up hating the Lakers, and it's the same it is in 1989 as it is in 2022. Anytime you play the Los Angeles Lakers and you beat them, no matter who the fuck they put on the court, it's a fun night. It is a desirable evening. It is a noise that Matthew's making that I don't understand what it is. Sounds like he's like he, he's creaking open a uh, a, 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 There's a, a door. <laughs> There's a witch. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's one of those nights where you take a look at what the opposition is putting forth and you go, OK, cool. Thank you, because we know and, and I'll continue to say this, especially considering what we've experienced over the past, you know, two weeks, two and a half weeks winning in the NBA is hard. So if opposing teams are going to give you victories, you take them, Matthew, you take them gift wrapped and you execute. And that's exactly what they did tonight. Yeah, and when the standings are kind of getting all mumble-jumbled where everyone's in the middle with, like, one win, you're just down three three notches. And if you do win, then you go up, maybe to the first seed in the West. That's the way it is kind of right now. So everyone's very important. I don't care who's on the court because right now the Suns are really focused on getting healthy. And I think the last few pods, were, we kind of just are like, all right, we're, we're giving in. We're giving into a long season. We're giving into the fact that we're not going to win every fucking game. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these games are going to be close. A lot of them, we're just going to get blown out maybe, but not overreact because of course there's a guy over there sitting there tonight, Kyle Kuzma, which I'm like, all right, here oh, we go. Man. He's he plays tomorrow night, but still he's in the crowd. He's sending a message to the Suns fans. He's coming here. He's going to be a son and Jay Crowder can go play with Porzingis. That'd be great. I think what he's doing more than anything, and I guess we'll jump way ahead of the, in the notes, oh. <laughs> uh, but what he's doing more than anything is he's letting Washington know that he doesn't want to be there, that he wants to be a member of the Phoenix Suns. That's, that's the way I took it. For those of you who were watching the game, you saw that Kyle Kuzma was sitting front row. Obviously, the team plays against the Suns tomorrow night. The Washington Wizards are in town. And I put it in my piece, uh, center of the sun piece on brightsideofthesun.com this morning. I said, James Jones, you need to take Kyle Kuzma out to lunch tomorrow. Take him to Pizziera, Bianco. Take him to Marley's to get nostalgic. But no matter what you do, don't let him get on that plane. Don't let him head back to Sky Harbor and leave as the Washington Wizards continue their road trip. And there's no qualm about how he feels about being as a member of the Washington Wizards. He wants to be gone. He doesn't want to be on that team. He's a free. Is he a free agent at the end of the year? Um, let me, I have his, actually, I think I have his contract pulled up. Let me double check. He is. Yeah. Yep. So he is a free agent at the end of the year. 
Well, so no, no. He, La- next year he has a player option. Player you, you, option that's for, right. Yep. 13 mil. That's right. Yep. So, but again, that's a player option. So he holds the cards. He's the guy. This is so funny. We're, we're playing the Lakers and we're starting with this conversation, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Kuzma is the one who holds what the cards. So when he shows up, now, granted, like he knows a lot of members of the Lakers. That's where he came from, right? He knows Devin Booker. He's buddies with him. They'll probably go out tonight and, you know, say to some hun- say, what's up to some honeys? But he's probably in this in this action letting Washington know it's like, listen, man, like I'm not out here scouting t- for tomorrow's game. I'm out here supporting a team that I want to be on. So make it happen. Yeah, and everybody knows. And like, I feel like nowadays teammates of Kuzma or anybody that's kind of trying to pull this off is never mad at the other guy because it's always like these teams that have these players like Kuzma who wants to be a championship on a championship team. He kind of paid his dues already, right? He kind of mm-hmm. is. He's been in the league for six years. Like he's just like, I want to win. I'm sick of losing. I'm sick of getting thrown off of teams in LA when we have a good roster. Like I want to be on a on a winning team that won't you know, throw me off, like throw me out like trash, like LeBron did. So if he comes to Phoenix, I mean, everyone wants to come to Phoenix. It'll be huge for the Suns and him. I mean, he just, he fits so well right now. What does, even if Cameron Johnson comes back, cause I know we're not changing. We're not going to trade Cameron Johnson or Mikhail. But Ford. that's my question though. Do if this trade occurs, is it for Cameron Johnson? Because you have to do something that is appealing to the Washington wizards. Now know that the Washington wizards don't have a lot of cards in this deck. Right, because of the player option, they don't hold a lot of leverage. It's not like he's got two or three years left on his contract. And the Washington Wizards would be like, hey, listen, we're not going to change for trade for a guy in in Cameron Johnson who who needs a qualifying uh, offer next year. He's a restricted free agent. They don't have, you know, they they don't hold the cards with Kyle Kuzma, so they need to try to maximize the value they can get on that asset. Cameron Johnson would be the maxim maximization of that uh, that asset. But I don't know if he necessarily has to go in a deal, right? It could be Jay Crowder in a pick. Yeah, it could be. I mean, that contract's so low, it doesn't even matter. I think exactly. that, you know, a lot of teams always have their way. These winning teams always get whoever they want in the past. The Suns, they... Well, why fit- can't we? Yeah, we should have had Kevin Durant. Like, it would happen to every other team but us. So this is the next thing. It's like, if we can just get Kuzma without sending off someone we love away, even if that means if Cam Johnson comes back and he's playing off the bench, I don't think he'd give a shit in this year because he still has to prove himself. Comes off the bench, he'll play 25 minutes. He'll still get that nice contract next year if he comes back healthy. I don't think he ruins any chemistry either. So we're going to get a great fit. We just have to get him, man. It's, oh, it's going to happen. dude. Wouldn't that be nice? And, and Coach Fallen founder, one of our elite jamsters, if you want to become an elite jamster, head over to the YouTube page, click the join button. He says he's not sold on him. And another mm-hmm. one of our elite jamsters, Hamo, it says, what if he dyes his pubes purple and orange? I'd be sold on him then. I'm sold on him now. Do we have to see it or could you just tell us? Like, do we actually us. have to see physical it'd be, evidence? It'd be, a, it'd be a post game. Like he tells us, he's like, dude, I want to be here so bad that I've yeah. dyed the pubicles purple and orange. Or it'll be so, one of those things where like the reporters in the locker room and all of a sudden you just see like a player's dick. Like that always yeah. happens. That happens way yeah. too much. And you way just too see much. his pubes. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, whoa. They don't have gorilla. pubes nowadays. In the no. Do they? I don't know. I don't know. We'll ask Kuz- when Kuz- he comes on. Kuzma's got a landing strip. <laughs> The disadvantage, if you have to trade Cameron Johnson, obviously, is where's Mikhail going to put his head when he's tired? Oh, I know, wasn't that adorable right? tonight? That was so cute, right? It was so adorable. Cameron Johnson sitting there in a blue suit, and Mikhail Bridges is tired from jacking up and making a bunch of threes, and he goes to put his head on his shoulder, and he like grabs a towel. He's like, "Hold on, motherfucker! Yeah, you're sweating. <laughs> yeah, you're sweating." <laughs> well, you mentioned it at the top of the pod: the return of DeAndre Ayton. Watch. Aiden in this game, 26 minutes played, was 9 of 11 from the field, including one three-pointer. 21 points, 11 rebounds, had one block. He looked pretty damn good in his return, Matthew. I, I got to say, you know, looking at the notes that I had for, for our buddy DeAndre Ayton, there's no one on, this, on the court who can match him tonight. Thomas Bryant, remember when Thomas Bryant was a thing? It was an issue, wasn't he? Yeah, like yeah, back before yeah. he had the knee issues when he was in Washington. Like he's a guy where, damn, dude, I wish we had Thomas Bryant, but he couldn't match up with DA. Uh, he was clapping on the sideline. He was engaged. You know, you're the body language guy. Tell me what you saw from DA tonight. I think it was just a simple game for him. He came back. There was effort there. It wasn't maximum effort, but why? Why against this Lakers team, especially when you're so silky smooth on the offensive end? I feel like a lot of his stuff he was pulling off it was just 
you know, automatic. The little turnarounds, he was taking his time. He really just actually took his time, um, really setting up shop down there under the basket, uh, getting some easy shots. And this is like a this is a night where I don't have a whole lot of eight and notes because it was just easy. The, the numbers look good. The body mm-hmm. language looks good. He was working good with Chris Paul. They each had nine points in the first quarter. That's what you need when Booker's out. That's what you need when, you know, you have to rely on some more scoring elsewhere. And that was Aiton tonight. So I was kind of nervous, like he would just kind of take the night off a little bit, but he didn't. He just made sure to get his easy shots. They went in, they looked good. Uh, and I'm very proud of this guy right now. <laughs> you know, oh. his, his first possession was everything that I needed to see from DA tonight. Because again, he's coming off the ankle issue. You don't know how his mobility is going to look. And he took it at to the top of the key. He attacked the rim. He put a spin move on Thomas Bryant. And then boom, it was two points. I was like, okay, we're going to have yeah. a nice DA night because he's feeling it physically. And he probably could have gone in the last game and he didn't. And that's okay. He This is a game we definitely needed him in because you needed with a depleted Lakers team. You wanted to have somebody who could demolish the interior and demolish. He did. Uh, he took a few plays off on defense. I noticed, but that's because I'm critical and I know it's everything he's doing, but Chris Paul said one thing to him and he was right back into it in the second quarter and in the third quarter. And I thought that his nine of 11, I wish he had more. I was really, you know, if the Suns weren't blowing the Lakers out, and this was a closer game. If it was a 10-point game instead of a 20-point game the entire time, DA could have gone for 35 or 40 in this because they were just going to feed him all night long because they knew they had the mismatch, and they were, have, they were having success actually getting him the ball because, one, the entry passes looked good, and, two, the defenders didn't look good. They had a hard time defending any of those entry passes. couple possessions where they could have gotten to him when he was embedded a little bit deeper, but you know what? That's okay. Again, 9 of 11, 21 points, another double-double for DA. Everything that you want to see in his return. Yeah, I mean, it was the easiest game he ever had. I think this is the easiest he um, the games looked to him, getting 21 and 11. It really, I was like, look at the assist, because I feel like he was passing the ball around really good, but it was kind of like hockey assists tonight. Yeah, um, that was, trust me. He had a lot of those tonight. So I had a, I, I had a little you? bit of, I had a little bit of money on DA, oh, you know, no. through, through DraftKings using promo code TBPN. Uh, but I had a 30 points plus 16 rebounds plus four assists. And he didn't hit any of those numbers, but the assist was the one where I'm like, ah, I got a little too greedy hoping he would pass the ball. <laughs> Should have just went with the 20 and 10. But you know what? No big deal. He still had a great game. And I did win another bet with him where I bet his points plus rebounds over 30 and a half. And he ended with 32. So oh, sweet, that man. DA. I appreciate I'm, you. You know, I'm guy. so proud of you, man. You hang in there. You bet like the one dollars, right? Like one dollars, two dollars there, here or there. Yeah, but the the second one, the DA, I bet five. <laughs> I was, I was All like, right, he's, he gonna get this. Big Dick Booker. There was no Devin Booker in this game, but I I I gotta ask Matthew. He had groin soreness. What does that mean? Oh, well, I was thinking Kendall Jenner's back in town. Mm. Is that what it was? Oh, no, Kuzma's there. They went out the night before. That's groin soreness. That's what's uh... happening. But it really was just Booker playing last game to shut him up. And then he's just like, I'm still kind of injured. Let me let me rest this. And I don't mind that. If he's actually feeling it, then sit out. No, no need to aggravate it. And I think to look ahead to see if LeBron's playing and those guys are playing. And he's like, you know what? I might take tonight off. It's okay. It's not a thing where I before I talked about I'm like I love these guys because they go out and they play no matter what. Mm-hmm. But if you're still kind of lingering a little bit to where you think you might tweak it again, just chill out. Chill out this game. I was okay with it, especially growing soreness, man. I don't I don't know. What do you think? So that is? so Kuzma's in town. As Harry Pat Phoenix says in the chat, he was with OBJ last night. So his mind was telling him no, but his body, his <laughs> body was telling him yes. Uh, I, I don't know what it means, but I, you know, I think you make it a good point. Maybe he just came back for one game, scored 58 points to tell the Pelicans to shut the fuck up. And then he's going to go back to resting for a little bit. Uh, I did dig the Chicano look he had on the sideline. He had the beanie. He had like, you know, the, the it looked the like Jenko jeans. Yeah. Coach, uh, fallen founder in the chat. He says, anyone else worried Booker's red wing hoodie means he wants to be in Detroit. <laughs> oh, you know what? I mean, if we already didn't already know he's from Detroit. It's fine. Uh, he's from, oh, he's from Michigan. I don't know if he's, he's from, from Grand Detroit, Rapids. Okay, he's from Grand, Grand Rapids. Rapids. My bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I just I wanted to bring it up briefly. You know, it's just no big deal that Booker's not playing. And, you know, if the Suns can go out and win 26 points without Devin Booker, that's what we need. Because, again, we talked about it in the last game when he scored 40 or 58 points. It's amazing to watch, but, God, it's not sustainable. And and it, you're, you're going to break Booker by the time the playoffs come if you're going to continue to have to rely on him in such fashion. It was so nice to see so many different members of the Phoenix Suns step up tonight, including one old guy. The point Chris Paul tonight went out there, put up a beautiful, beautiful stat line, 28 points, a season high for him on 9 of 18 shooting, including 3 of 5 from beyond the arc. He had 8 assists, he had 4 rebounds, he had 2 steals, and he had 0 fucks given to the hoe, Patrick Beverly. Yeah, swatting that hand away. Just get away. Just get away. Get out. Get Get the fuck out of here. I think that's like Patrick Beverly trying to be more annoying, but... I mean, does it matter anymore? I mean, he's he's done it all to the Suns. He's done absolutely all of it, especially attacking Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton from behind. So you can't get more annoyed of him. I, I think that Chris Paul today just came out, like I said earlier, nine points right away, hitting the pick and pop early, scoring those points, finishing at the rim too. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know what, this team, the Lake, the Lakers had, the team that they had out there was, ugh. You know, it's going to be yeah, good. Well said. A, a team that you know doesn't know what to do against the Suns team when they had the hustle and like a and like a Tory Craig or Damian Lee, but then even Chris Paul can get to the rim. It's mm-hmm. it's one of those games where it's just like go for it, man. Just you know, let's end this game. Let's bring out all the stops. Let's just make sure that they have no chance in the end. That Patrick Beverly isn't pulling some shit at the end, so that Chris Paul can sit down and relax, hang out next to Cameron Johnson, who's over there and everyone loves. That's the way you want to end, especially with game. that jacket. Yeah, exactly, man. That jacket was nice. So, it looked like it looked like the rug from Aladdin, but it was all blue. It was really. It looks cool. good, man. They all they always look good. What did he he had? Uh, you said he had eight or twenty eight points. Twenty eight yeah, points. Wow. Let and let eight, all scores yeah. twenty eight points. And uh, as Mike Adamo says, or Adamo, uh, I get you, I always get your name wrong, Mike, and I'm sorry. We actually met you in person <laughs> at Marley's one time. Uh, it says the elbow jumpers right, were man. falling were, were falling for CP three. And yeah. when Devin Booker's out, he has to be more engaged. And he was the one who was setting the tone in this game. Of his 28 points, 14 of those came in the first quarter. And, I mean, what does he think? He's Devin Booker. He's like, he's going to come out and score 14 points in the first quarter. Like, good on him. And to your point, Matthew, five of those shots came in the paint. So he was more engaged. He was getting to the rim at will. He, he had the ball on a string. And our buddy Flex from Jersey tweeted out during the game that it looks like CP3 starting to get his legs underneath him. And that's what we talk about. When a player first comes back from injury, you know, you'll say that, well, it's going to take a few games for their legs to get underneath them. And a lot of people respond. It's like, well, you know, they're professional basketball players and they work out all the time and they, they practice and they condition. It's like, yeah, but until you get into real game scenarios where Pat Bev is swatting at your hand and people are trying to take you down and, and annoy you, it's going to take a few games for you to get back into a basketball rhythm. CP3 has started to look more like CP3 over the last two or three games, and it's no, it's no coincidence that the Phoenix Suns now are on a three-game winning streak due to this. It's because CP3 has the ability to control the game. Now, we mentioned it plenty on our last podcast. We mentioned it plenty in the offseason, and we'll continue to mention it through the remainder of this season. We don't need Chris Paul to be the second the second guy on this team. It's nice when he's the first scoring option like he was tonight, obviously, with 28 points. It's nice when he's the second scoring option. We need him to facilitate this offense. We need him to control the pace of the game, and we need him to be as healthy as possible going to the playoffs, which are a long, long ways away. Yeah, we do. We also just need him to defer to another guy bringing the ball up the court, which he's done all the time. I mean, yes. he's thrown up to Mikhail Bridges a lot. Um, he'll get the ball out of his hands quickly. He might take it in, but he's just passing it up right away. He's not dealing with shit anymore, man. He seriously looks like he's just sick and tired of taking the ball up. He wants to play something else, do something else. Uh, you know, give him the ball back whenever he comes back half court. But right now, Chris Paul's looking to just do other things for the team. It looks like, of course, leading that great way, 28 points, eight, eight assists. But he's like, he's like kind of just taking a back step. He is, especially when Booker's back, dude. He's just looking good, man. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting as the season progresses to see what his level of engagement is going to be because you're right. There's a lot of him not taking the ball up the court. There's a lot of him doing things off ball, which are very vital to the success of this team. And it's going to be interesting, again, when this team is fully healthy, which is crazy because 
you know, I, I, I likened this uh, the other day to the show I survived where people are just like floating in the ocean for days on end. That's where the suns are right now, man. There's floating in the ocean, waiting for help, waiting for guys to get healthy again. And to put these games away to, to go up Arizona statehood, right? What, do you know what year we became a state? Yeah. 1958. That's incorrect. Uh, 1912, which is the Suns' record. That's yeah. what I was leading into. And, and now, as you mentioned, how every victory is so vital as we're in this like hogmash of the Western Conference. A win tonight, we're in the, we're the third seed in the Western yeah. Conference. You know, so a quick little three game winning streak, things like that can happen uh, when Chris Paul is playing as healthy as he is right now. Then you look at who started in Dem Booker's place. Well, that was one Damian Lee. Today I met this cat. He said his name was Damian. He thinks that we're a lot alike and wants to be my friend. Damian Lee in this game, 5 of 12 from the field. All of those makes were from beyond the arc where he was 5 of 10. Had 15 points, had 6 rebounds, had 2 assists. What a great pickup he is. I know we've talked about it before. We'll talk about it again. But seeing him come in and actually get a start in this game and be who Chris Paul needed him to be because it was a lot of dumping it down, down to DA uh, defense collapsing DA passing out. Like you said, hockey assist around Damian Lee, but he hit some big threes, especially when there were micro runs for the Los Angeles Lakers. They, they kept shooting threes. I mean, shout out to them, I guess uh, they ended up shooting from beyond the arc 42%. They were 12 of 28. The Suns were 20 of 39, 51.3%. Whew, man. I appreciate that. But you had Kendrick Nunn coming off the bench, and he had 17, 3 of 6 from beyond the arc. Uh, Lonnie Walker was 3 of 6 from beyond the arc. He had 16. Dennis Schroeder, who we'll talk about in a little bit, he was 2 of 2 from beyond the arc. Uh, knowing that we have some firepower on our team, has, and it comes in the form of Damian Lee, is something that this team truly hasn't had, God, since what, like Quentin Richardson? Yeah, yeah. That's I was a bench. That's a comparison you hear a lot. A lot of people are actually saying Quentin Richardson to him. Um, I think he you can definitely see it. And I think all fan all of the Suns fans tonight really got what they wanted with him starting in the place of Shamit, which Shamit was a starter a few times in place of uh, Lee this year. So he finally had Lee. And it's funny watching him on the outside, you know, he's he's ready for like the 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 uh just the catch and shoots always mm-hmm. on the other and then all of a sudden he's like, Oh wait, hold on. I got to bring it down. Maybe give Aiden a pass. Maybe do something else. You know what I mean? It just, yeah, he's he used to be in the second times. team Lee. Yeah. He's just, he's just like, Oh yeah, hold on. We got to run an offense here. I'm just not going to shoot it. Am I? So he was doing <laughs> that. And uh, he's a, he's like the perfect guy at the end of these games. who's just is continuing to be hot and he'll just light it up. And then you have the, the, the starters on the bench over there really cheering him on because he continues to like bolster that lead. And that's what he's there to do. That's what Shamit's there to do, which he kind of did that tonight. But Lee's always a guy you can count on. And we always had the thing between him and Akogi now. It's like, who's the fan favorite? But like a game like tonight, kind of seems like Damian Lee took that back from Akogi. Kogi like a quieter night. So mm-hmm. Lee was just like, he was like, all right, it's my turn again. So it's nice to have those guys, man. You can go back and forth of who you like the most. Yes, don't not you a love bad that, problem though? to have. Not a bad problem to have. It's Especially with Jocks on the bench it. not playing tonight, too. Yeah, it's a great problem to have, especially from your guard play. Because, again, you know, you take a look at the past few years, and, and the, the Suns are deep at guard, right? I mean, Dwayne Washington obviously has been hurt. Landry Shamit is what he is, and we'll talk about him right after this. But Damian Lee, Josh Akogi, who can play – both of them can play two guard. They can play three guard if you need. And Josh Akogi sometimes – and Damian Lee, they've both played the four in some stretches. Their flexibility has been unbelievably paramount to the success of the Phoenix Suns thus far this season, considering there's been so many injuries and these guys are getting many meaningful minutes to your point. Damian Lee got the start tonight. I don't know how, is this his first start with the Suns? It is. Well, yep. This season is his yeah. first season with the Suns. So yeah, first start. Yep. Yeah. So first start with the Suns. He started what five times with the Warriors last season, one time the year before that 36, the year before that, when they were in uh Steph, everybody was hurt mode. Uh, and they were pretty much tanking, and they got Wiseman. So he's a guy who has some starting experience, but it's not what he does. And it was interesting watching him, as you mentioned, Matthew, navigate being the second-team guy, but ultimately uh, just bolstering this lineup, knowing mm-hmm. that he's getting some of these reps with Devin Booker out. I prefer him starting over uh, Landry Shamit, like every day and twice on Sundays. Landry yeah. Shamit. I, I want to get started on him, and I will right after this word from DraftKings. You looking to make some cold, hard cash? Visit the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on 
any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Who doesn't love a good same-game parlay? Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Win enough money and who knows, Jamsters, maybe we can buy the franchise from Robert Sarver. Let's talk about Shaman. All I can say is Sham. Wow. I don't know what to think about Landry Shamit, man. I, I literally like I've talked about Bridges being kind of schizophrenic game to game. Landry Sham is schizophrenic from moment to moment. Now you take a look at the final box score tonight. Landry Shamit ends up playing 29 minutes in this game. He's four of twelve from the field, three of seven from beyond the arc, ends with 13 points, two assists, two rebounds. And you look at it and you go, okay, the team won by 26, and Landry had 13. So he had 13 of those 26 and coach fallen founder says he liked sham tonight. Did you like sham tonight? Cause I was, I was losing my shit on this guy. Yeah. The beginning was rough. Um, there was something different about him later in the game where he looked angry. So I don't know what really kind of ticked him off. He just looked pissed off. I'd never seen a uh, pissed off sham, but it's a lot more fun. Uh, he needs to play with more emotion because right now it's like you're kind of, you're a smaller guard. You're, your smaller guard who should be able to get to the rim more because mm-hmm. he's very quick on the first step. But if you play with some kind of anger in you, you can definitely pull that off. He's just too passive. He doesn't show too much emotion. Usually guys like Craig, I don't care if they show too much emotion because he doesn't show any emotion, but he hustles. He makes the plays that he needs to make. But when Shaman's not doing shit and he just is very passive, you can see on his face. It's like, that's not going to work when he gets angry. Like tonight when I was like, what is this? It was kind of fun. He knocked down a three, looked pissed off. But he needs to play with some more emotion. Otherwise, we're not going to get the best out of Shaman because I don't know how many times we're going to watch these games where he's not going to take it to the rim. I'm going to fucking scream. I'm like, he he makes the first move. We talk about this. I talk about this 10 times a podcast almost where he makes a move. He gets past the guy and passes it out. Yeah. What are you doing? Take it to the rim. He takes it to the rim a few times. He, but what he, he does is he doesn't take it to the layup, rim. Though. He stops at like 12 feet and he, he does like a short arm jumper. Yeah, but he'll, he'll sometimes do like the camera pain thing where he'll – He'll throw up the layup, but it's kind of just way off. Like he just needs to be more aggressive with his moves. And he there's something else there. He just will never show us. It's kind of just as frustrating as we used to be with like Aiden. You know, you know something's there, but he's not doing it. And the worst part of it is just the emotion part where he's just not there emotionally. He doesn't really match his team. And that's the worst part because I feel like it's it's there and I don't want to give up on him. But sometimes I'm just like, you know what, I'm just done. But you well, hit big threes whenever we're winning by 20. That's fine. <laughs> but but you look at the construction of this roster, and like we just said, Damian Lee fits it like a glove. Uh, Josh Okogie fits it like a glove. Dwayne Washington, when he's healthy, fits it like a glove. And then you have Landry Shamit, and you take a look at his box score tonight, okay? First quarter, Landry Shamit, uh, one of one from the, from the field, had a three-pointer. Second quarter, 0 of four. Uh, third quarter, one of two, fourth quarter, two of seven. So that's his that's his night. And I know I'm spending way too much time dissecting Landry Shamit, but I always feel like when I watch the Phoenix Suns, he is the square peg that's supposed to go in a round hole. Everything on this team typically makes sense. He's the one guy who's just like he's sputtery, he's herky jerky, like you said. Like he's got speed and he'll go, he'll blow past a guy and then he'll have either DeAndre Ayton or Bismack Biombo for a bounce pass, or he could take it right to the rim and he just like stops and either a pass out or he'll like shoot a short arm jumper. And he does a lot of these little things where it's like, it's, it's all the telltale signs of somebody just truly lacks confidence in the game that they're playing. And I wish that he just had more confidence because you have Damian Lee, like imagine a Damian Lee Landry Shamit lineup where they come in off the bench. Damian's playing the three Landry's playing the two and they're just fucking fireballers from three. And they just can't miss, you know, and like, that's what this team is designed to be. But Landry Shamit has yet to consistently show that. And again, you, you take a look at the, the, the box score. And that's the challenge when you talk about Landry Shamit is you take a look at his box scores. And if you're just a box score watcher, you're like, Oh, 
Well, Landry, I mean, he's not doing that bad, right? You know, again, he ends tonight. He's got 13 points off the bench. You know, the last game he had four. The game before that, he had six. He had 13 the game before that. You know, five, zero, six, 13, 10, 5, 12, 6, 2, 16, 10. So, I mean, he just he, – but you look at his box scores, and it's just you can see the inconsistency. And I get that bench players are always going to be inconsistent. That's why they're bench players. But if this team wants to be a championship-level team, I get that Damian Lee is potentially that guy coming off the bench. But, man, you need a solid seven-man offensive rotation, and you don't have that with him, and you don't have that with a Kogi. A Kogi's your defensive guy. You don't have that offensively. Shamit could be that guy. He just isn't, man. He's just no. Isn't. He's not. He would actually be perfect for the Lakers. He, I mean, if if a guy would match, if you're gonna trade anybody to Lakers, it'd be Shamit because the way he kind of gives up on himself, he doesn't seem like he has the confidence on the court. Because I mean, if you're gonna play with LeBron, you better not have any confidence because they're not gonna believe in you. They're not gonna pass you the ball if you miss a shot. He's gonna shake his head on the bench, like look over at the guy. And be like, what the? Who the fuck was that? Who is that that just airballed that three? I saw him do that a few times tonight. I was looking. <laughs> I was looking at Kuzma. I was looking at everybody on the bench, man. There's 10 superstars out tonight. Oh, man. I'll get to that in uh, in a uh, subreddit stakeout. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. Because, again, it's just you take a look at that, you know, and it's just it's it's so frustrating. You know, but it's like Vincent Brown says, what you see is what you get. And what you got is a whole lot of sweat. Uh, R.I.P. Coolio. But, again, We'll continue to monitor Landry game to game. He's become kind of like the new Aiton for me. But I'll tell you yeah, a guy. Exactly. I'll, I'll tell you a guy who played really fantastic considering the Lakers, like the game plan to beat the Suns was very easy tonight. They didn't take advantage of it. Fizz. Fizz. Fizz block Biombo tonight uh, with, with no Jock Landell. And the Lakers could have hit the sun where it hurt. If they had attacked the rim and tried to get Bismack Biombo and DeAndre Ayton in foul trouble, Dario Sarch was the third string center tonight. But they didn't take advantage of that. Bismack Biombo, 17 minutes, had zero points, but he had eight rebounds and two blocks on the same possession. And I thought he was fantastic defensively in this game. And, you know, again, shame on the Lakers because they did not take advantage of that, my friend. No, they didn't, and they could have been, you know, closer if if they really did try to take advantage of that. Because I was looking at Jock, I'm like, oh yeah, this kind of sucks because if Bismack, I know Aiden's back, he's back, but that kind of helps. I mean, if it was just Bismack and then Jock sitting out, then it would have sucked. But Bismack held his own. I mean, the two blocks, I always feel like he has five blocks, maybe ten blocks. It's what it feels like. Yeah, he's insane. Um, defensively he's a he's a menace man i think that these guys especially when you're looking at the lineup tonight like with the lakers like who's going up against him down there you got um freaking troy brown jr um thomas bryant like trying to match up against damian jones damian jones (laughs) damian jones is probably the better out of those three just aggressive wise he would make more plays i feel like for the lakers but that's what that's what Bismack is for us. He's a guy that makes plays. I feel like just he's he's a guy in the scrum against these kind of teams, especially playing against the second unit that can just grab the ball and get the ball up so that we can start the fast break. So mm-hmm. Bismack was doing a lot of that tonight, and I think that he just made sure, like, hey, I got to make sure I'm not in foul trouble. Aiden didn't get in foul trouble, but do you even think about that when you're playing this Lakers team? Like, they're not going to get you in foul trouble with who's out on the court. If it was Anthony no. Davis. LeBron's out there getting to the rim. Yeah, you're going to have to think yes. about that, but you didn't have that issue tonight at all. No, not at all. And and it helped that the juice was hustling his ass off Woo. tonight. What's up? Happy 32nd birthday to Tori the Juice Craig. 31 minutes played. He was 6 of 7 from the field with 17 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists. I also won money on him because the combined assist rebounds was plus was uh 0.8 or 8.5 and he had nine rebounds he didn't even need the assist to do that but the juice was loose tonight man he looked fantastic in this game uh the way he was hustling the way that he was being tenacious how good are the suns when the juice is this aggressive man oh he's awesome i a lot of things like he he'll like use ayton's movement underneath the basket a lot to like kind of just lose his guy to roll to the other side and hit the corner threes He's shooting a career high right now in three-point percentage with 37%, like 2% higher than usual, which isn't crazy. But right now, like the way he's kind of losing his guy, he 
So what I'll do is like whoever's doing the pick and roll with Aiden, whoever it is, usually Aiden will roll to the basket, won't get the ball. But then whoever's driving to the lane, you have three defenders all of a sudden because here comes Craig coming around, going underneath the basket. The guy that he's being defended by will either jump on a double screen, a uh, double team against Aiden down there, mm-hmm. or else we'll get lost. Whoever has the ball and into that guy's eyes. So then Craig usually has the spacing to get to the outside. And those are the threes he's shooting, man. Like he's moving around a lot. And that's what you, you see, you expect it on defense, but offensively he doesn't stop moving a lot. He will go sit in the corner sometimes, but his movement is just uncanny, especially playing against his team, man. You just got to watch out if you're a Lakers player on this team. Cause if you look behind you, it's over. Like if you take a second to look behind you or see where you're at, like Craig's already in there grabbing the offensive rebound, his first four points off of offensive rebounds tonight. So yeah, it's a lot to deal with with this guy. If you're just like, oh, hey, everyone's out tonight, so I gotta make my my name as a Laker, and I gotta make this depth chart, whatever the fuck they're doing over there. I don't even know who's <laughs> on that team, but I gotta make my name. And then you have Craig in there making look like an idiot. That's what he did tonight. Well, and what's Freaking great is we, we talked we talked a lot last season because we were frustrated with Juice's performance. And by the way. Uh, great graphic down here. This is great. <laughs> you, got, <laughs> yeah. you got Tory Craig on one side and, and you got Tupac, uh, you know, from Juice. Uh, cool. I've never great. seen the movie, so I'm like, oh, it's I hope, so good. So I hope I did that right. It's so good. It uh, it's got it's got the haircut and everything that Pac rocked. Uh, but to your point, last season he would get lost in the shuffle because he wasn't as active as he is this year. I don't know if he had health issues or he just wasn't as engaged but he's always moving this year. And last year we would say it on the pod for three quarters at a time. You'd be like, where the fuck was Tory Craig? He's got 23 minutes tonight. Where was he the entire time? I saw him make like two bricks and that was it. Whereas now to your point, because of his hustle, because he's constantly moving, because he's constantly putting pressure and taking advantage of the double teams. that are going to come to Devin Booker and to Deandre Ayton. He's finding himself open and he's shooting at a fantastic clip. He's taking 3.5 three-pointers a game, which is his second highest. The only other high or the higher year that he had was the 27 games he played with the Suns last year where he shot 3.6. So he's shooting 3.5, but he made 32.3% of those threes last year. He's making, to your point, 37.2 this year. It's exactly what you need from the juice. So uh, it, it's great to see him as engaged as he is. It's great to see him as as, as moving as he is because, again, it does nothing but, again, benefit this team. Uh, shout out to Jam, new elite Jamster. He is officially a YouTube member, and you could be like Jam. Uh, and that's awesome because, Jam, I always see you active in the chat, chatting along. And thank you to everybody who shows up uh, live after mm-hmm. these post games and chats. It's a lot more fun to do it after – after a win, isn't it, Matthew? Yeah, especially against the Lakers. Yeah, love it. A uh, couple other things I want to talk about: Akogi and his 360 layup. Thought that was pretty badass, but then he got he left the game with right hip soreness. That's pretty yeah. badass. Yeah, um, they're all just falling apart, man. We have the big games and they're out. Big games out. That's the way it is. Being a Suns fan, I don't. I expect it, so I'm used to it by now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about what was going on on their subreddit tonight. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. It's me, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a time. Hey, I, I spent some you, time. What else do you say? <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy. I don't know. <laughs> what else does Mario say? <laughs> I think that's it. Not a big vocab. It's a me, a Mario. Um, so here are some things that I saw on the like as a subreddit. The first one, I don't like a Devin Booker. <laughs> and then somebody commented, he's like, he's not even playing, LOL. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Uh, somebody commented, they said, holy shit, this is a 17-win starting lineup. <laughs> you know? <laughs> For who? For the Lakers? The Lakers. Because they started Troy Brown Jr., Thomas Bryant, Pat Bev, Dennis Schroeder, and and Lonnie Walker the fourth, which they were they were not very happy. Whose fault is that? Just blame That's, LeBron, just right? Blame, blame. And Anthony Davis. Blame LeBron. Jam. You a corker soaker. It's <laughs> <laughs> a old SNL skit. Uh, what else were they saying on that subreddit? Suns versus versus the South Bay Lakers. 
Uh, Suns literally, Suns literally still have eight to nine NBA players. We have vet men's rookies, undrafted players, and they think it's the same thing. And then, uh, then a laughing emoji, like, like what the fuck? Like, if, if you just sit all your starters, are we supposed to do the same thing so you feel better as a fan base? I get fucked. It's always the same. Yeah, so you always hear that shit all the time, man. Yeah. Always. Well, AD's out, so uh, everyone on your team is to sit out too, so it's even. How about to go off fuck yourself? You know, if they uh, can just get on roids like NFL players, we don't have this issue. You yeah, know what I mean? Sh- just shoot him with the needle. Um, Let's see here. Aiton about to have a career-high game in points in the paint and rebounds. We're too small. If we weren't kicking your ass, like I said earlier, we pro- he probably would have. Suns yeah. losing this game would further solidify them as all talk. Booker is out, but the rest of their star caliber players are in. Well, tough shit. We didn't lose. How about that? Uh, the rest of them? Say yo, mom. Dude, Booker won last game by himself. I know. Like, it's like he is, our, he is our superstar player. Like We have guys that are role players. We don't even have another all-star on the team besides Chris Paul. He's not playing that way. Lakers fans are so full of fuckery. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, over 100 million in payroll in street clothes. Front office should get rid of these guys ASAP and rebuild. Same story for three years. That's that was a very insightful comment. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of Lakers fans feel that way, man. Because LeBron's never been their guy. It's always gonna be Kobe for forever, right? So yeah, and it's not gonna be something that's hurtful. It's like, oh, LeBron's gone. Who gives a shit? If you get something back, like Brandon Ingram back or something, you know what I mean? Like, he'd be more then. happy. Definitely more happy. I mean, wouldn't that be great though? Like, I I don't know exactly what all of the the in, the details are of the LeBron James contract. I'm pretty sure he can't be traded this year. No, uh, he can't. Which is unfortunate no. because it'd be great if they just traded him to Detroit. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. You know what? We're done with you, dude. And he doesn't. He's sitting over there. He's like, I'm a top three player um, in the NBA history. Like, it doesn't bother him that everything's falling apart with LA. It doesn't. He's trying to get his points. That's all yeah, he's, he's trying he's to going do. Going for the he, scoring record. He doesn't think he needs another championship or anything. He thinks he's top three. I mean, he's right. He he is. But yeah, it's still kind of lame. Yeah. Well, boring. exactly. Lame and boring. Uh, I'll never forgive Jeannie and Rob for trying so hard to hunt down a third star instead of just focusing on solid role players. This is dreadful. Remember that day when they traded for Russell Westbrook, how right before that it was reported that they were trading players up to Sacramento, like Buddy Heald. They were going to get Buddy Heald in the deal. Uh, They were going to get somebody else. And it was like a much more even trade, but instead they shipped half of their fucking roster. Montrez Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, every pick they've ever had out to Washington to get Russell Westbrook. That was the beginning of the Lakers end of the Lakers. And in Phoenix, we all celebrated. And yeah. And I remember great. them going to dinner. They were in, they were yes. at dinner having some wine. There were some photos taken of them. Like, okay, have fun. Yeah. Have fun guys. Yeah, no like, this, this, this is it. It's like LeBron still thinks that top threes, you know, the big three is what wins. Mm-hmm. And it's not a big three. It's having yeah. two superstars and really good complimentary players. That's yeah. what wins. And you can't just you can't keep saying this what I'm about to say, but you know if AD was healthy and LeBron they're healthy, they might be scary. But it's just not going to end up that way. It's just not going to happen. We talked about it when 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 AD was going crazy. We talked about it. It's like my fantasy team, so it sucks. But oh yeah, this is true. Well, I'll tell you what else sucks. uh, According to Lakers subreddit, uh, this Pippen dude sucks. I don't know what they saw in him. Even in the summer league, he's just a low IQ, bad shooter point guard. And then somebody replied, his dad. That's what they saw in him. The name. LeBron's yeah. like, oh, the guy's Pippen. Is that the guy that used to play with LeBron or MJ? Yeah. He's like, you know, he's, maybe he wanted his own Pippen. So he's definitely like, got to get on the team, right? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah a Kogi just embarrassed the entire team, laughed my ass off. The uh, 360? Yeah. CP3 and Russ, despite playing the same position, could not be more different. It's wild, really. Another good observation. Both point guards, completely different styles of game. Mm -hmm. Uh, If the free throw game was close, this would be a tie game. So you go and you take a look at the the free throw disparity in this game. And the, the Suns shot 24. The Lakers shot 17. We shot seven more free throws. And we have the same amount of fouls as the Lakers. And other teams are crying about it. It's like, dude, if you only knew the fan base you were talking to, if you only knew, like, wow, we had the tied fouls. Wow, that was that, that, that's a first. Normally, we're always behind. 
Yeah, we should actually um we should just start commenting and be like, hey, watch the podcast. Just come yeah. on. You gotta <laughs> see what we have to say. You know, it's same shit, but come on, dude. You guys gotta know by now. They have to at least watch the podcast once. It's one time and then they'll we'll, we'll <laughs> get a bunch of right for the slipper to stake out. And so, so <laughs> stop by stop by our uh, our podcast. We're gonna mention your your subreddit uh, tweet, if you will. All right, I got a few more. Sorry, I was really the Suns were kicking the shit out of them, so I was just hanging out on the subreddit stakeout the whole time hearing what they had to <laughs> yeah. say. Uh, honest question: Why didn't we sign Damian Lee instead of Juan Toscano Anderson? <laughs> I mean, it's a guards league after all. Might as well get one that can shoot. I'll tell you why: because he didn't want to go there. Why didn't? Yeah, why didn't we get everybody else? But yeah, why didn't we, we get KD, man? Dude. They they want everybody but who they have. Mm-hmm. It's because everybody else had better pickups than them this offseason. Yeah. It's because they couldn't it's because they were very limited in what they could do. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Here's one. Damien Lee is a chode. A Damien Lee, he's a chode. It's a chode. A chode. What's a chode again? Chode is the area between your asshole and your balls. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, I call like it something taint. else. I didn't, yeah. Taint okay, chode. Maybe I'm wrong, Jansers. Let me know in the chat. Thanks for listening. Anybody who this is your first time listening, you're like, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> PA announcer teaching the fans how to count. So lame. Yeah, they I don't commented like that on either. they commented on this multiple times. Did they really? They're, yeah, they're like one, two. Man, that even that guy's getting tired of uh, <laughs> of saying three. Uh, it is lame though. Do you think it's lame? in the chat? You're thinking of a gooch. It's not a taint. It's not a chode. It's a gooch. What is a cho? Like a chose on the chode. It's the same thing. Okay. It's three different terms for the same thing. Uh, and then the last comment before we get out of the, out of the subreddit stakeout: Epstein didn't kill himself. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was the subreddit stakeout. The button. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Whew, a fun no one one's there. killing themselves. You see, everyone's like dying around Ellen DeGeneres now. Like that's crazy, man. Is that Anyways, the new thing? It's there's Ellen a lot DeGeneres. of suicides going around there. Yeah, really? Yeah. Did not notice that. I don't know why anyone would care. We're talking about LA, so I don't know. Okay, yeah, Bring you know, <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres, Jam Star. Jam Star of the game. All right, Jamsters, it's a reminder to go ahead, click the like button, subscribe, head over to our Redbubble page. Matthew, I spent probably about six hours today coming up with new designs for our Redbubble page. Oh, nice, they'll, man. They'll all be approved by tomorrow. It's fantastic stuff we have just in time for Christmas, so head over there. Cool, I'll give it a and, shout out tomorrow. And sure. let Thank you. And let us know in the chat who your jam star of the game is. Is it my turn to go first? Yes. Let's see here. Um, I'm giving this one to Chris Paul. Not simply because he was the highest point scorer for this team, but he played with a little pace tonight. There was a few possessions where he got the ball and he was running up the court, and I was very impressed to see that. He was facilitating. His legs looked a little bit better underneath him, as we mentioned before. I just really enjoyed watching him play and lead this team to victory when uh, it was an easy victory. And he took advantage, uh, and and literally it was like a basketball practice out out there for him. He's like, I'm just going to get to my my jumper shots and just work on my J's all day, and that's what he did, and I appreciate that. Therefore, he is my jam star of the game. Yep, mine too, Chris Paul, no doubt. All right, awesome. I'll add that. I'll add that to our uh, our lists. I think that's both the second time that we have CP3 as our huh? jam star. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. Uh, Brunist. 92 gives it to Craig. You got Coach Fallen Founder giving it to DA. David Ray agrees with us, saying CB3 is a jam star of the game. Um, Kogi is forever Taddy Mason's jam star. Tory Craig for jam. Damian Lee for the Suns Geek, if it has to do with the Phoenix Suns. You know he's going to make a video about it. He'll be on tomorrow night, too. And and then he says, Aiden. Oh, is Suns Geek joining you? Yep. Well, you broke the news. I was going to ask you that momentarily. Uh, David Ray says CB3. And then Suns Geek also says CP3. He's picking everyone. Uh, CP3 from <laughs> Fabio as well. CP3 from Kobe. Uh, Tory Craig was great from Sunski again. <laughs> Chris Paul from the Aussie Suns fans podcast. Uh, Sake says Damian Lee is the bro for me. And then Boyd from Hamo. Boyd and his 17 kids. So that's the Jam Stars taking a look at the next matchup for the Phoenix Suns tomorrow night. They're going to be playing the Washington Wizards. Wizards will be wearing their throwbacks, Matthew. 
the the Jordan throwbacks, the early those those blue ones that they wore in the the late two thousands or the, I'm sorry the the late nineties early two thousands the hibachi the Gilbert Arenas's are they will. really oh yeah. cool okay I like yeah. those. Yeah, if you go to lockervision.nba.com, it always shows you what the uniform yeah. matchup's going to be, and uh, that's what they'll be rocking tomorrow. So you take a look at this Washington team. Uh, currently, they are the 12th seed in the Eastern Conference. We just beat the 12th seed in the Western Conference. They're 11-20 and 20 on the season, and Matthew, they were 11-10. and 10. They've lost 10 in a row. Yeah, that's what happens to those teams. They have these assets you're looking for, and it's like a team like us, you know, Kuzma's over there, and then they they're like pretty good start. Then all of a sudden they fall apart because they he, Kuzma might have had something to do with it, playing good, but he's like, don't win games. I'm not gonna get fucking traded. I don't want to be here. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that guy staying after this game. We say that all the time, but this is the one that might actually happen. Who knows? Yeah, there's no fucking way it would happen. You know why? Because we want it, Matthew. Exactly. But you take you, you take a look at them overall. Uh, 23rd in points per game. They give up the 16th most points per game. So this is a team that does play better defense than they have in the past. In in years prior, they were like 30th in defensive rating. They're all the way up to 22nd. Currently, Bradley Beal is day-to-day with the hamstring. Rui Hachimura is out with an ankle. DeLon Wright is out with a hamstring. Uh, so Bradley Beal potentially being out, that is their their top score. Kristaps Pazingas being their second top score. And Kyle Kuzma being their third top score. Bradley Beal averages 23 points a game, and Kyle Kuzma averages 21. So this is a team that has some very balanced scoring at the front end, but then uh, uh, just a lot of a lot of question marks going up and down their lineup. Um, win for the Suns, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm excited to see. It's one of those things where like you never know who's going to play till like right before tip off. That kind of sucks, but for sure, win it has to be. It's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, and as you mentioned a little bit earlier, I will not be on the pod tomorrow night. Family's in town. We're going to Camel View to go see Christmas Vacation in the theater. The theater. Oh, what's happened to the theater? So you'll be joined by Suns Geek, right? Yeah, I will. We'll be live right after the game. Uh, he'll be chilling. Maybe I'll have a beer. Who knows? I don't what? think I'm going to have another beer. I can't recover from that shit, dude. Come on, man. Just get some scotch. Some be a man, dude. <laughs> I almost have man. this whole thing done. That was yeah, a big never. pour, too. Yeah, you're doing good, I'm, man. You enjoying your time off? A little well, week off? Week is five days. Well, Saturday I cleaned the garage, and then we had the pod, and then yesterday, I think I was in bed literally all day yesterday. It was just one of those loungy, like... Yeah, watch your football. Yeah, the girls went out and got smashed on Saturday night, which means they were going to be hung over on all day yesterday. So wow. I took full advantage of that. Just yeah. watched football, took naps, you know, just, just great stuff. Uh, and then today... Oh, they're going to say great stuff. And then today I woke up, did my dry cleaning done. I went to the dump, dumped a bunch of shit that was in my garage. I went and got the water filled up. I went to fries. And then, like I said, I spent like six hours designing random things for uh, for Redbubble. Um, I wonder if I can share my screen, kind of show you what I've been up to. And not not that anybody cares, especially if you are uh, if you're listening to this podcast. This is the part where you just kind of like take off. <laughs> you're just done. You're like, oh, that that that's cool. You're gonna just talk about um, things that we can't see, but I don't think I can do it. Oh wait, window. Okay, here you go. I don't know if you can see that, Matthew. There we go. Let's take the banner off there. Yeah. So what I did is for every member of the Phoenix Suns, you know, I I created their jersey, but instead of you know their number with their with their name. So I took the entire alphabet and then I made it with all the little shading. Oh, cool. And then, you know, using that as a guide, I did it for everyone. And then I, I post these on Redbubble for their home and for their away. So it's like, you know, that, that that's this would be an, an away jersey for DeAndre Ayton. Oh, nice, man. Yeah, yeah, so I did that for like fucking hours on end. Um, yeah, that's that's how I spent my time. Cool. <laughs> that's Keep what I do. busy. That's Keep what I do busy. my time off. Can't keep you down, dude. You, well, you slept all day Sundays, so you had to make it up today. Yeah, I had to be productive in some way, shape, or form. So looking forward to tomorrow night, uh, hanging with the family. Uh, I'll probably catch, I'm, I'm guessing, part of the podcast because the movie will end. Probably catch on my phone, make some comments in there, just like old times, just like I was traveling all last season. Yeah. So shout yeah. out to Suns Geek. Really, really appreciate him hanging out and, and hosting the podcast with you. If you're listening to this podcast or watching and you don't subscribe to Suns Geek on YouTube, you need to. 
not only does he have some post-game stuff, but he also has some fantastic uh Phoenix Suns content, you know, he, he's breaking down things all the time. A lot of times when there's news that happens relative to the Phoenix Suns and I need a six minute video to just kind of know what the fuck's going on and get a reaction. I head over to the Suns Geek channel because that's what he's got. So uh, make sure you join us tomorrow live to enjoy that. Uh, other than that, Matthew, I'm going to finish this scotch and probably go watch another Christmas movie because I don't work tomorrow. Yeah, dude, I'm just going to go home and love my family. All right. Well, you do that, buddy. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Jamsters. Take care. Cheers. <laughs>